Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello everybody and welcome back to another, can we call this the coronavirus edition of the Roma Press Podcast? Yes, the emergency press yeah, podcast. Yeah, the, um, the emergency coronavirus episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well. First off, obviously, Andy and I hope you are all safe. Please do the smart thing and listen to what everybody is saying and stay indoors. Don't be an imbecile and going to the, the markets and hoarding everything. The thing I've learned in all this, Andy, is that you could be 30, 40, 50 years old and people still possess a pretty high amount of stupid within them. Yeah, yeah, you're still going to be dumb as a rock. Uh, <sighs> it's Yeah, it's, it's, it's depressing to, 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 to see all this... Uh, this panic turned into uh, a complete lack of self-awareness. It, it's insane. And everybody knows I have family back in Italy, family here in the U.S. Again, there is just the right amount of stupid no matter where you go in the globe. My family in Italy was stupid. Family here in the U.S. was being stupid. Stay the hell inside, please. Um, so where do we want to start? Because we have a lot of places we can start. Uh, I know it seems like a decade ago, but um, for anybody who doesn't remember, I think it was just just over a week, I should say. Uh, we had James Palotta wanting to tee off on me. Wow, that was that was great. That Let's was save that for for a minute because I I have to find yeah that that, that, was really that. that was really oh, tasty. That was Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Um, we can discuss uh, UEFA their embarrassing handling of this. We can actually talk about Italy, how they got this right, which is one of the few times we can say that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, now the legacy, yeah, we could. That's probably a different discussion, but I guess let's start there. So obviously, the league is suspended. I mean, is anybody actually believing that the third of April is a realistic date for this to start over again? Because I think there is no chance that the third of April that we're actually playing football on that date, right? Or do you think there's actually hope for then? No. No, no way. I it's embarrassing to to see that most of the authorities believe to have sort of a realistic outline of you know the situation when this is just the beginning most likely. Um not to spread panic, it's just good to know and you know make smart decisions and not be like you know the Premier League, who was uh, yesterday late at night. They they announced they were going forward with you know open stadiums uh, for the upcoming match day. And as soon as you know Arteta contracted, you know was was uh, was registered as positive for the coronavirus, they immediately announced that you know they are backing off of that decision, which is good. But that's you know that just shows you how delusional. The authorities are, and the Bundesliga. They're. I was go just ahead. going to bring that up. Yeah. How absurd. You know, and it it shows that everybody's the same. You know that it, it, at the end of the day, it all comes down to the same thing. And Rummenigge said, uh, the president of Bayern uh, said that at the end, the most important thing in this are finances. You know, the business money has to come in. And it, it's so odd to hear it in in, in, in in this situation, but I'm glad that someone said it because that's where everything was pointing to. So the delay of UEFA to react was 
was was was due to that. The delay in Syria's decision was was due to that. It all comes down to the money. Yeah, so I, I'm glad you brought that up because we like to think as football as this very sort of pure and corrupt game. But if there was ever if there was ever a moment that just highlighted the business aspect and the money involved in football, this was it. The fact that those Champions League matches were played, the fact that UEFA took up until today, in fact, to cancel the remainder of the Champions League and the Europa League, it is, it, it, it's criminal that it took that long. I, I cannot the, the believe... Fact that, the fact that they even considered asking Italian teams to drop out... Because they, they up until three days ago, Inter and Roma were asked to drop out of the Europa League, which again shows you how delusional these authorities are, thinking that this is an issue that applies to one region and one region only, um, which day by day is is proof that it's not the case. Yeah, and there was even they asked if Roma and Inter if they would be willing to play on a neutral ground for their home match. I, I mean, come what on. What is that, a neutral ground? That, what is a neutral ground in a European competition? <laughs> that is insulting. Yeah. So th- there's, I, I mean, there's idiots all over the place, and that just shows you um, no matter how stupid you are, you can somehow find your way into very prominent positions in the world. Here we are now. I mean, what what do you make of this? Because... Okay, so the Lega, they've they've thrown out a couple of options as to how they can finish the rest of the season. Let's just talk about that for a moment. Um, they can end it with the table as is, and that's how they award it. They suggested a playoff, and they suggested just canceling the season and making it null and void. I don't see how you can do anything. The, the fact that there's any other option beyond making it null and void to me is absurd. Now, maybe you disagree. But I don't know how you can award, especially with how tight the title race is, and especially with how tight the Champions League races are, even the relegation battle. I just think you restart the season, right? Null and void. I mean, l- listen, the the assigning a trophy this season to me seems pointless. I don't even, you know, I see so many other leagues, especially the Premier League, with how Liverpool have been doing well that. Everybody is waiting for them to give out the trophy to, you know, to officially end the season and, you know, by giving out the trophy and that's it. And same goes for Serie A because finally we have a competitive year where Inter, Juve and Lazio are in the mix of things. But, you know, it's it's the 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 sole idea of the those play out games um, is ridiculous in its logic or its lack of because. Um, Atalanta, who are I, I, I think are like 15 points off the top of the table, they would be competing for the Scudetto, which, as good as they've been, is quite ridiculous and unfair to the other teams. It's it just doesn't make any sense, you know. It's you you've come so far into the season, there are still a lot of games to be played. You're not gonna, you know, this is, you're not gonna catch up. I just don't see this, you know, being, they think that you can go into June, July. It's not gonna happen. So end it here. And, you know, this will go down into the history books as a year that 
probably is much bigger than sports. Yeah, it's a lost is, season, and, and it, the fact it's that's, bigger than sports. So yeah, just put I, the, aside. The, yeah, I mean, listen. The, the way I sort of monitor things has always been because I, I, I think just in terms of professionalism, organization. I know you and I talk a lot about the NBA and some of the listeners on here. Maybe they do or they don't watch uh, professional basketball, and that's that's fine. But I just think in terms of sports organizations around the world, they're one of the best. When you even have them saying, guys, you know what, let's just stop, okay? Uh, you have uh, the the university level of basketball. They're calling off March Madness. Yep. I just think the fact that many times, or I still see several people making this more about sport as opposed to more of a human. I mean, this is a global pandemic. With all due respect to everyone, regardless of who you're a fan of, where they are in the table, none of that really matters, right? I, that, that's the part that bothers me in all this, where yeah. sports somehow uh, leaps over, takes precedent over just general humanity. Yeah, we're not here to talk about Roma, even though this is a Roma-dedicated podcast. We're here to talk about a situation that uh, we all underestimated at some point in time, and now it's getting out of hand, and it's it's finally, you know, we finally realize that it's real. Um, just that, like, yesterday, you know, I was listening to, to uh, our... Our favorite show, Undisputed, with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. <laughs> and they said it themselves that up until Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, which are two players for the Utah Jazz who have been diagnosed with coronavirus uh, two days ago, I believe. Uh, up until then, they thought it was, you know, it was a joke. Like, it, it doesn't apply to, to their world, you know. Uh, and it, it's a good reminder that this situation is as real as it gets, knows no boundaries, it's beyond sports, it's beyond everything, and it should be treated that way. So that's why I think we are here today and we are sort of baffled by how you have the president of a football team in Bayern Munich who says it's all about the money. You have a prim the Premier League who up until a, 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 a day ago they were constrained to go ahead with the match days with full stadiums you you had a, a, a stadium full of fans for the Euro, uh, for the Champions League fixtures uh, that's that's what's baffling is that it's all so so it's such a delay in reaction um by those people that that should be aware of what's really happening and instead they know just just as much as we do or even less let's just say you had to pick okay so the lega they they throw they threw out one of those three options whether or not those even become reality remains to be seen but you're okay with making this season more or less null and void in your in your opinion it's not like anybody was cheated out of anything Listen, I mean, obviously there are going to be people who perhaps will listen to this and will say, oh, he's going to say that because he's a Roma fan. Lazio are in a yeah, good yeah. position. I, that's exactly that, where we were going with this because some of the that statements that have been coming from that club are, are, are shameful. Are, it, it, embarrassing doesn't even begin to describe it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and it's it's um, for those of you that don't follow, well, like the official spokesperson for for Lazio a few days ago through his uh, private, I guess, Facebook account, basically said that Ah, Lotito, he's not gonna get cheated this way. This is not, you know, we already got cheated out of the Scudetto in 1915 <clears throat> because of World War One. Uh, so this is not gonna happen again, which is just you know if ah oh, I don't even can't I can't begin to even understand how somebody with like actual brain cells can 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 say that um, in this situation. But to me, it's uh, the situation has come to this. It's this is not this is beyond sports. So and sports, that's it. It life goes on. You, it's not like. I understand people may be disappointed, fans will be let down, somebody will be frustrated with how things have gone, especially since, you know, Lazio are competing, Inter are competing, Juve are competing for the first time in many, many years. But this is, you know, this has nothing to do with football. So why don't you finish the season and pick it up next next year or whenever the situation gets better because it's it's it goes beyond that beyond that now beyond the corona stuff um what next do we want do we want to talk about palata should we go there yeah let's let's go let's let's dive into what's been happening behind the scenes i guess or you know the silence of um okay so uh, preliminary contracts Signed. Now, Palotta and one other person at Roma, who probably isn't listening to this, but I know took issue with something I wrote. <laughs> he will. Uh, he will say nothing was signed. Roma's lawyer, Studio Tonucci, um, Friedkin's lawyers, they have all confirmed that preliminary contracts have been signed. Now, to that, some people will say, "Well, if they, if they were signed, then." the acquisition would have went through. Um, and as one of Friedkin's lawyers said the other day, um, everything changed with this coronavirus stuff. And also, uh, you know, a, a contract is just a piece of paper. It doesn't mean anything until you execute the contract. So, I, I mean, how often do players sign contracts with clubs, but then they never right. end up joining? Happens yeah, we, all the yeah. time. Yeah, we know it best. Yeah, a, a, a contract means nothing until you send it to the right authorities. So it doesn't matter if it's football. It doesn't matter if you're signing a contract to to, to work for somebody. I mean, we, we, we know how it is. It's a piece of paper. It means nothing until it's in the right hands of people. Um, so myself, um, Austini, Biafora, everybody can go back and look. Everything we wrote, we have been working together on this um, entire saga the whole time. And so – I believe is it a week ago now, or maybe it's two weeks. Week ago, um, week there was ago, a yeah. yeah, there was a meeting in New York City. Now this meeting was one hundred percent confirmed. Valdisoni, if you're listening, you even confirmed it. So let's just start with the basis of that. I know a lot of people will say, "Oh, well, there was no meeting." Palata denied it when he responded to my tweet. No meeting, one hundred percent happened. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. It one thousand percent happened absolutely did there's no questioning that at this point now i don't know what palata took issue with because we took a picture of the outside of his building which (laughs) in hindsight might have been stupid but i don't know um but 
we know what happened. Um, in fact, as as our good friend Alstini said, we could even tell you what they ordered for lunch. That's how certain we are on this. Um, hamburgers and pasta, by the way. Uh, so wow, that's a terrible combination. Uh, well, well, hold on. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Oh, it you, was you like had a choice of each. <laughs> yeah. Now, okay, if they, if that was a combination, knowing, knowing the culinary culture of uh, Palotta, that wouldn't surprise me as a, as a, a combination for lunch. That wouldn't surprise me either. But if it was from like the restaurant that his sisters own, I'm I'm sure the pasta yeah. would have been <laughs> seventy five euros just just to. <laughs> For anybody, just just go look at the the the, the menu, menu of his sister's the, restaurant the and some of the prices the Amatri- of the Amatriciana with yeah. the ricotta. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this meeting takes place in New York City. Preliminary contracts are signed. He calls then, you out. So Palotta calls me out, and he says, "Wow, you got this one wrong." He didn't specify what I got wrong. I don't know what he was meaning there. Maybe he took issue that we took. A photo of the wrong window of the building. Uh, maybe he took issue with the fact that he claims that this meeting never happened. It did, by the way. Again, Baldissoni will confirm it. Already has confirmed it with other outlets. So there's no disputing that. So for anyone who's trying to say, you know, Biafra, Alstini, and myself were wrong in that regard, we weren't wrong. 1,000% correct. Um, and to the, I know he's not listening to this, but to the, the writer, Corriere dello Sport, the one who's New York City based. He and I talk a lot, so we're friendly. So this isn't me calling him out because I'm not assuming he's... I, I, I'm going to assume he's not the one who wrote the title. Um, it basically said a, a made-up or a... It, it basically, he was saying the meeting was made up by us three, which is wrong. Um, a bit ironic because the same guy messages me on a weekly basis asking for information about Friedkin. So... Uh, Massimo, come on. No need to write that crap. So this meeting happened. Again, we take a picture of the outside of Palazzo's office. Maybe that's what he took issue with. I don't know what set him off. And he says, wow, you got this one wrong. Now, in fairness, I should have just left it there. I really should have. But, but you did not. But you did not. I should have. You know why? It, looking back, you know, there's a lot of times where after I tweet something, I just look back and I go, oh, man, that that's... Ugh. And I cringe. Happens a lot. I'm sure a lot of you have that happen where you tweet something and you're like, eh, not so yeah. good. And then you but go us, back and. But us common mortals don't have the blue check mark, John. Oh, what an <laughs> indictment on Twitter that they're willing to hand that to yeah. me. It's, oh, that's, that's <laughs> oh man. The end. That's the end for you sometimes. Oh, my God. So Palato responds. And at first, I jokingly said, oh, I forgot it had something to do with coronavirus or. You still have people writing about the due diligence, which is insane. Um, I believe who wrote about it? It might have been someone. The, I, the, there's so many of these newspapers who pretend they have information on this Friedkin deal when I know yeah. for a fact they don't. Um, they're still talking about well, um, something that happened two months ago, basically. Yeah, they're talking about due diligence still. I've talked about it on this podcast. There is one guy from a public relations firm who claims he works for Friedkin, who is telling people that the uh, due diligence is not over. The due diligence is over. Um, This guy has no news. I could tell you every single outlet who listens to this guy 
Um, I wish I had Biafora on here right now because we literally joke about it on a weekly basis. I just highlight a line and I just say this guy's name. This guy is giving terrible information. And I hope he listens to this because he's he's a doofus. Um, <laughs> doofus. This meeting absolutely happened. I don't know what Palata took issue with. Again, maybe it was I took a picture of the wrong window. Maybe he was mad I didn't take a picture of the window that contained his office. Part of me thought maybe that's it because they're on the fourth floor. And I, we just took a picture of the entrance. So I don't know what his problem was. I should never have sent out the tw- the tweet where I quote tweeted him because I think quote tweeting is the most passive aggressive form of responding to somebody. But anyway, um, I said something to the effect of, well, most would say the same thing about your nine years at Roma. Oh, I should never have clapped back like that. I, I, I should have taken the high road. But you know what? Part of me thought, part of me thought, you know, if he's going to question my validity or my <laughs> I guess professionalism to an extent I think in a way you have to hit back should I have done it in the matter I did probably not I should have taken a more mild approach maybe I could have laughed it off maybe I could have said something way less harsh but I don't know man I have a temper and sometimes that gets <laughs> the best of me and I yeah. let it just yeah. out Full and then, go. Yeah, and then you see how the social media machine works because it got picked up by some of Italy's biggest uh, news outlets. Hold on. You were on sports. <laughs> Sport, you were on sports media, media set. One was <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're tra- first off their translation of my tweet, man. Listen, yeah, it, it's funny when you get these Italian outlets, and it's just like, how does not one person in the entire office speak English because they butchered what I said? Um, yeah, I still, it, I still laugh at that. At that, what was that moment where I couldn't stop laughing on this podcast when um, one Sky journalist uh, was oh. reported about <laughs> what was it about the swimming pool or something? No, what was it? It was, um, yeah, it was a swimming pool. Uh, it was Paolo Asonia. <laughs> <laughs> so, for anybody who doesn't know, there's a Sky Sports journalist. What if, if you don't remember what Andy and I are referring to? Paolo Asonia, he's a Sky Sport journalist. Uh, I believe it was December of 2018. He sends a message to Palotta just saying, asking for a comment because I believe it was after a loss. I forget against who. Yeah, but, uh, it, was, uh, it was during a bad stretch. Of yeah, it was during a bad stretch. And Asonia's, uh like main photo, like profile picture on WhatsApp is him in like an ocean or a river or something swimming. <laughs> and P- Palotta responds to him, wow, that water looks clear. <laughs> and Asanya does not, does not speak English at all. And he, yeah. he didn't, he, he Google didn't know. Translates it. <laughs> he Google without context, translates. without context. Yeah. <laughs> context. And he didn't know what Palotta was referring to. So he, 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 in Italian, he translated it to the, the, waters the water are is, calm. the waters are calm. So that was just another example of, of how Italian media just failed to, yeah. to cope with English, uh, in this in this day and age yeah, which goes in, back to to your tweet being quoted in a major uh, me- news media outlet where they butchered what you said and it was funny to hear john solano's name in sport media <laughs> said, i must say john um 
And yeah, Mangiante does does the same thing too. He he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, so was I wrong? I don't know. I probably shouldn't have called him out in the matter. I I shouldn't have responded as aggressively as aggressively as I did. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, I knew I was right. He knew I was right. You know how he knew we were right because. Uh, you know what? He's outgoing, so I don't mind sharing this. So we messaged him because we have a very good source in um, what, what would you call it? In aerospace isn't the word. Um, aviation, the aerospace. What the hell am I talking yeah, about? Aviation. Um, and so there's pro- certain programs where you can track flights. Now, tracking private flights is a bit more flight difficult. radar. Flight radar. So flight radar, yes, but you have to. So for private flights, you have to have the 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 number of the jet or the airplane yeah. that is being used. So we got Palotas, and our guy messaged us, and he said, "Hey, Palotas, private jet just landed in Teterboro, New Jersey, which is literally like ten to fifteen minutes from the Raptor Group's offices in New York City." So we we message him. We say, Palata, are you you know are are you joining the meeting? And I think I've mentioned it on here, but over the last few months, he has been, how can I describe? Um, sort of sarcastic, a bit of a smartass, I guess you could say. Yeah. And he detached. said no. Yeah. He said no. I'm in South Carolina right now, and he said it very sarcastically in a manner in which you knew he he was. Yeah, who having, goes to South Carolina? Well, who who lands in Teterboro, New Jersey to go to South <laughs> Carolina? So we we know he's there. Um and he responds sarcastically, "No, I'm in South Carolina right now." Okay, so we know so we know he's not in South Carolina. We obviously know he's on that flight. So I have no idea what he took issue with, but again, uh Roma will confirm that Friday meeting. Um the only thing they will deny is Baldissoni. He will say that no, there were no signatures. Which again, uh, Roma's lawyer, Studio Tonucci, uh, we have some good sources within there. They'll they'll say that there were Friedkin's guys. They will say there were signatures, but that both parties agreed to sort of hold off until we see what happens with this coronavirus thing. And then uh, two days ago now, so four days after that happened. Palata says, oh, well, the deal isn't a hold, or it's not on hold because of the coronavirus. You'll have to ask Dan and his men as to why it's on hold. It's cryptic, but Palata, for months now, has not been very forthcoming. He hasn't been right. He hasn't been telling the truth. And, yeah, I mean, this deal can get done tomorrow if they want. But think about this. If you're Roma or you're Friedkin, Let's say the season gets canceled. I mean, think of all the financial implications that that has on the club. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think people underestimate that. So the timing right now, nobody's going to want to close. Nobody. Roma won't. Palata won't. Friedkin won't. Nobody will close right now in this. Until it it, stabilizes. This is like like a rocking ship. You don't know, you know, where, where... the, there is no end point right now. We don't know how it's going to go and what the implications are, not only for, you know, the whole world, but if, in their case, the footballing landscape of it. And 
there are going to be major financial losses for everybody included including you know uh, the the richest clubs and we all know how juve uh, uh were sort of against uh, uh playing um with the closed stadium because again that's that means a lot of financial losses and this changes a lot of things for for a deal of this magnitude i don't know what else to really say on that i mean what did you think of the whole thing i I guess people want to know, is it going to happen? But, I mean, there are, as you said, there is, the answer, the best answer is probably that there are all the requisites, you know, for it to happen. Everything is put in place, but you're not going to execute because there is just too much uncertainty going on right now for this kind of deal to go through right now. Yeah, and the, and the thing too that that bothers me is, listen, I am always willing to admit when I'm wrong. If I if I report something and I I mess it up, I will always raise my hand, and I'll say, you know what, got it wrong. I was completely, I I I I I fumbled this one completely. But it's like people are mad at me that I didn't, you know, predict this global pandemic. Like, what the hell do you want me to do? I <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I guess you know, a lot of people sort of took issue. I, 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 because I saw that Biafra was also sort of uh, trying to deal with all the incoming hate comments where uh, under his post where he tried to clarify and, you know, and calm everybody down saying that it will happen. And then, you know, nothing happened on the day that it should have happened when I think it was like on Monday, the, the signature, the announcement will be made and, and it, that didn't go through. And, I guess there's, you know, we are we're, we're right now we're living based on updates that come in every minute. So it's it's impossible for these things to go smoothly. Um, yeah. And I also want to be careful with this. So it, it it's complex in the matter in which. So we we both reported Biafora, Astini and myself, we both said on that Friday signatures are done. We expected an announcement from. OK. A lot of people won't understand what CONSOP, C-O-N-S-O-B, what they do, who they are. I guess the easiest way I can describe them is sort of like the um, the oversight, right? I guess you would call them sort of like the, the, the overseeing yeah, like, body yeah. of publicly traded companies. Yeah, they, they, they monitor the situation. So what happened was, and... We have a source at Consob. We 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 have one. He saw and he had in his hand the communication from Roma um, in regards to these preliminary contracts being signed. But if you remember, after that Friday, and and it was this announcement was supposed to be made on Monday. On Saturday and Sunday, that is when we started hearing that the season is going to be suspended. So we obviously we had the match day, we had the closed doors happen, right? And then on that Sunday, that is when we learned that the Serie A is going to suspend. So once that started leaking out, both Roma and Friedkin, they came to the table and they said, we're not going to announce anything now. We're going to hold off and we're going to wait and see how this plays out. Now, from the people that I know and both, I don't know whether it's 15 days, 30 days, two months, three months. I have no idea. Nobody knows at this moment, even the people at Roma and Friedkin. They're just taking this day by day. Do I think this will happen? Yes, because you don't get this far 
you don't make these biggest steps for the sale of the club just to, you know, throw your arms up and sort of give it all away. I think it will happen. I just think, I mean, nobody knows when this coronavirus thing is going to subside. We don't know if we've reached the peak in some of these places. We, we, we just don't know. There's so much uncertainty. So I do think it will happen. I, I absolutely do. It's just a matter of when. Um, and then as far as what that means for Roma, I have, I have no clue, you know, if that means more player trading, if that means... Uh, obviously, well, obviously the stadium would be heavily involved. The stadium will arrive. I don't know when, but as far as strategy goes, I, I have no idea. So do I think this happens? Yes. When? Your guess is as good as mine. Um, in a way, and maybe you think about this differently, Andy, but the way I viewed Palata's tweet to me was almost like a, like a last stand, like a last way to... To, to lash out like a child getting upset over something. Because I've said it on here before. Palota doesn't want to sell. It's his partners who are pushing him to sell. Palota does not want to sell. So, I don't know. May, maybe that was him just having a bit of a fit. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I think Palota has been on the receiving end of uh, a lot of, you know, we used to complain that he talks too much and, or, you know, he says things to too straightforward or too as a matter of fact you know we all remember how uh he would say one thing and then the other thing would happen or he would say one thing and that thing would be explicitly said and everybody would react to it so now i think he just plays a bit of the troll version of himself he likes to and i i, I think that was as you said it's the last stand i think he finds himself in a situation that he doesn't want to be in but um it's 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 just this whole thing is surreal because you don't know okay euros are going to get pushed is is the season uh, going to is the season going to be ended you know now or is it are we going to resume it afterwards maybe some somewhere along the line who knows what happens to the transfer this is it's a lot of variables that come into play and if you're Friedkin you're splashing a lot of money on this. You want to have some reassurances, and right now nobody can give them to you. So it's fair play to to them for 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 holding out because I think that's the reasonable thing to do in 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 what's happening right now. I I don't really know what what else I can add. Well, beyond I, that, you know, I guess this is this is gonna be weird because um, we're we're just you know. This is a podcast dedicated to a football team that is not going to play. There are not going to be any major, I guess, updates regarding anything sports related. And, and rightly so, because that's that shouldn't be on anybody's agenda. Um, but I guess we'll figure something out and we'll still be here and we'll keep, you know, doing what we're doing. Um, we'll have to get creative. Yeah, I don't know. My fallback was going to be NBA, but then Rudy Gobert. Um, yeah, he tried to be funny, and <laughs> karma got him. <laughs> karma came back for him hard. Yeah. That that was oof. That was such next level bad. Like it's, it's just. But that's you know. I think that was it, I, as bad as it sounds. It was needed because I know a lot of people. 
around me as well who are, you know, underestimating this, making fun of this. And he made fun of it. He was like, oh, oh I'm going to touch all the microphones. I'm going to make fun of, you know, people who are getting sick over this thing, who are panicking over this thing. And then boom, he, he's, you know, he, he, he has it. Um, a teammate of his has it. The whole league got shut down. And right now, I, I think for a lot of Americans, I don't know, maybe you, you, know be- you, you know better than me. For a lot of Americans, this got way more real than it was, say, five days ago. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any denying that. I, I, my perspective is so just different on this because, as I said, um, I, I'm sort of embarrassed in the manner in which some aunts and uncles and cousins acted who, who are still in, in uh, Veneto at the moment. The way they acted when the government enacted the, um, the, the, the quarantine, the red zones, uh, the, the manner in which they behaved, I, I, I was appalled by um so i I tried to sort of take lesson and do the opposite here with with sort of my family and just seeing how other people are are acting it's um certainly in the last few days this has gotten a lot more real so yeah everybody please just just be smart right i i mean yeah be smart and as we're recording this the bundesliga has confirmed that they're you know suspending the 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 league um so another wake-up call another you know another country that maybe is, is is coming to the realization with with the situation and so it applies to everybody and it's you know, uh, you've probably heard this many many times probably read this so it's there is no need to panic there is a need to be responsible. So, you know, um, if you're going to take public transport, you know, don't start licking the, the metropole or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, you know, wear gloves. You know, if you have a mask, wear a mask. Try to limit, you know, moving around and, uh, you know, don't go to bars or crowded places. Try to limit, you know, visiting friends and just... Just be by yourself. Explore, explore yourself, your hobbies, whatever. Um, it's more about being responsible than about panicking and hoarding and buying all the necessary stuff. It's about being smart, making smart decisions to to create a safe environment for others. And if you have Italian internet access, like myself, or even if you have a VPN and you can place yourself, yeah, put your VPN in Italy. I know there are certain websites that are allowing premium access during yeah. this very difficult In time. It's exactly this very difficult, extremely excruciating, lonely time. There is a lot of premium websites that <laughs> are gonna make are gonna make your uh, uh, quarantine much more colorful. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah. So um, if you have access to that, enjoy. If you're Other... underage, don't. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. Yes. What are we doing, Correct. John? <laughs> this has really gotten off the rails. Somehow we made it over 40 minutes, though, with absolutely zero match yeah. to talk How about. How about that? How about that? All right, everybody. Stay safe, please. Uh, we will be back. What we talk about, who knows? Um, if you have any suggestions, please throw yes. them our way. Yes, give us some suggestions. Questions, suggestions, topics, anything that you can give us that 
could potentially fill out a another episode, please send them to Andy and myself. Any any anything and everything is on the table. We will discuss literally anything at this moment. So we will leave it there. Again, please stay safe, everybody. Please stay safe. Please be smart. Um, and until next time, ciao. Ciao.